It's the 60 Go Podcast presented by Men's Sports. Joining me is Damien Seabolt. Seabes, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Now, the Roosters 2023, they made the finals. They won a finals game. Was it a successful year? No. Nowhere near it. I think everyone at the start of the year had the Roosters as a potential premiership winner, grand finalist, bare minimum top four. The squad that they had, anything less than top four was, was not a good year at all. They finished on the exact same points as the Raiders. And when you look at that, the Raiders, like, it's it's actually a colossal failure by the Roosters. They're not much better than the Raiders. No, oh, mate, that's exactly right, I think. You know, while we'll admit that there was teams that had poor seasons, Cowboys, Parramatta, uh, Rabbits, all spring to mind, they didn't make the eight. But I would almost argue that the Roosters' season was more disappointing than those three teams I named. They lost 8 out of 11 at one stage, the Roosters. Like, that's unheard of for this Roosters team under Trent Robinson. And it all started from the very first game, didn't it? They come out of the blocks against the Dolphins and just got literally wiped off the off the park. I think a little bit of arrogance might have slipped in there. I do believe that they lobbed thinking, okay, well, we got the Dolphins. It's their first game. Yeah, it might be tough for a little bit, but we'll just roll through the motions, get the job done and move on. And, and they had their pants pulled down. Uh, a few talking points around the year for the Roosters. So one of them is Breen and Smith. Yeah. Uh, definitely had a down year. There's no doubt about that. And for someone who, he he left the storm to play hooker. Yeah. That's why he left. So for him to go to the Roosters and not perform at a level, he has, he, he didn't play that bad at hooker when he was in Melbourne. No, he didn't. Um, he also probably played his best footy when he was playing 10 minutes of hooker and you know, 30 to 40 minutes at lock when he was at Melbourne as well. So he was he was disappointing. He, he played some good games at the back end of the year and he, he clearly had lost some weight. I, I'm not sold on Brandon Smith being an elite hooker. Um, you know, he needs to have a really good year for me to change my mind there. He has elite hooker traits and moments. But he also has traits that you need to, to see. Look... His passing for, a, for a hooker, poor. you wouldn't accept it at New South Wales Cup or, or Queensland Cup level at times. So there's things there that he does that are elite, but he's, there's things that he just needs to really keep working on. And I, you know, I can imagine he does, but th- there's big improvement there for him. And, and I should have rephrased it because you're 100% right. He has elite moments Yes, where he, he brains them and, and has these great runs from dummy half in particular. And um, defensively, he's always going to hold up. But you're right. The number one thing is his service from dummy half is poor. There's no like he's one of the worst in the competition. And then catapulting onto that, it then snowballs and the issues for the Roosters. Uh, um, Sam Walker was dropped in the middle of the year. Yep. Uh, eventually brought back in. Um, in five years, is Sam Walker playing in the halves for the Roosters? No. Oh, I said that at the start of the year, and I stand by it. Sam Walker is not a poor footballer. He is one of the most skillful footballers going around. But there's guys that play local footy here in Rockhampton that have the skill set of, of Sam Walker. So it doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be an NRL player if you've got a great skill set. There's things that Sam Walker really needs to work hard on. And I think a part of their their start to the season and, and the issues that they had was their own stubbornness. 
in regards to not wanting to make a change, not wanting to adjust what they were doing and standing by someone who clearly needed a rest. Now, they did end up dropping him and the poor guy ended up hurting his knee as well. So he missed an extended period of time. We don't know whether he was going to miss a week or two when he got dropped or whether it was going to be you know, permanent because he got injured. So we're not too sure there. Um, but, but I think that Sam Walker is someone that needs to work hard on his game. There's a lot of areas he needs to fix up. And a part of that is the reason why they struggled. It doesn't help these guys that a guy like Sandon Smith, who no one was talking about at the start of the year, came in and gave them a real spark, yeah. didn't he? Like it was, it was quite noticeable when he came on. And going back to Brandon Smith, again, consistency is probably all they need out of Brandon Smith. They don't need him to be nine and a half out of ten one moment and then three out of ten the next. If he can find a way to be a seven, a seven and a half out of ten for 80 minutes or 60 minutes each week, they are going to get a great footballer. And I don't know if on and off the field, I don't know if he thinks about what he does. They bring in Dom Young. We spoke to Elliot Lovejoy yep. about this, who is, is going to add an immense presence straight away. You know, you don't score 20-plus tries flukishly. Um, and the, the physical athlete he is, he's, he's going to dominate. Well, they're going to have some fair-sized wingers, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, they're going to get themselves out of trouble. Teddy's yardage is the immense. best part about his game. So there is no reason why they're not going to be in attacking positions for the majority of... Um, football games and we spoke to the the eye test guys a, a few weeks ago about you know the importance of starting your sets and where you start your sets and realistically the roosters next year should be the number one team at it absolutely and uh as, as much pressure as there was on them in 2023 it only goes up in 2024 because you bring in dom young you bring in spencer lenu as yep. well um like if they aren't in prelim weekend something has gone horrendously wrong Oh, that's exactly right. And Trent Robinson has an unbelievable record over the 10 years that he was there. But let's not forget, he has had an unbelievable squad every single year. Even the year, I think it was about three years ago, where the perception was that they had lost half their squad to injury. Well, the guys that they were bringing in were elite NRL players. They have, they have depth. They've got class. So there's no excuses. In my mind, anything less than top four... Um, is a failure. Absolute failure. And like they should be on the second line of betting, apart from Penrith, to, to win the grand yeah, final. They should be. And I think they were last year. Yeah. At time, I, I think they may have even got to a point just before round one. Their favourite. Well, they were the favourite for the comp, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Collins uh, was a bright spot bright spot for them this year. He's, he's turned himself from uh, fringe origin player, like fringe, like really good NRL player, fringe origin player, to first one pick for Queensland. One of the first pick for Australia, absolute one of the dom dominant front rows of the game. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, his his back end of the year after Origin, where you could say you, you could make excuses for him if he fell away, he got better. Yeah, he got better and better and better as the year went on. So you know, if they can get that Lindsay Collins again, they've still got where Hero Hargraves, which is that enforcer and. You know, someone that has the attacking team having having a look in the defensive line. Where is he? Because he's going to get out of the line. He's going to hit you, and it probably is going to be late or high. But he's going to get you. <laughs> um, so they've got those attributes. They've got a good back row. They've got a good hooker. They've got outside backs. All the pieces are there. They've got Joey Manu, who you know he probably didn't have his best year either. 
everyone was jumping up and down wanting to give it to Teddy. Well, yeah, Teddy wasn't elite Teddy, but Teddy was still very good. Marnie was off as well. Yeah. They they have elite forwards across the park. Yeah. Nat Butcher, I think, is an elite forward. And so they they plug and play these guys in, and it's very crucial that they brought in Lenny because now Jarry Hargraves goes to your third or fourth best front rower, yeah. which is at this stage of his career where he should be, but it's where he can thrive. And they only need 25, 30 minutes out of him. Yeah. And if you're going to get a good 25, 30 minutes out of him. And he can, with the squad that they've got, they can afford to give him a spell every five, six games. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they will, but they could do that. They can lighten his load a little bit during the year. But you think of this. I'm going to name some players. James Tedesco, Joey Manu, Luke Keery, Wahira Hargraves, Brandon Smith, Lindsay Collins. So, and, and that's without even me thinking hard about who's in the squad. Then they're bringing in Dom Young. They are elite footballers. At any team, they would be in the top two or three players in their squad. They've got them all at their disposal at the at the Roosters. And, you know, if if they don't, like you said, if they're not sitting there prelim weekend with a chance to make the grand final, something's not right. Is it fair to say that apart from Penrith, they could have an argument to say that they have the second best forward pack in the comp? I think the Roosters have the best squad in the comp. Yeah. Even before the couple of changes and things being tinkered with this year. As far as their 30 players, they've got the, the most elite players within that squad out of any other team, even more than Penrith. It's what they do with them. Yeah. And a lot of these guys who come through and played a few games this year, they're, they're going to be more experienced, ready to go for this year. A guy like Connor Watson comes back as well, which is a huge asset, Connor Watson. He, when he was playing at Newcastle last year, 2022, he was immense for them. Yeah, no, he, he goes very good. Uh, Tupanua as well. He yep. missed a big chunk of the year with his knee injury. So he, he'll bring something because he's, he's an excellent back rower. Um, yeah, the, realistically, the, there should be a lot of improvement there. It'll be interesting to see how they start the year. Now, they've got Brisbane over at, uh, in Vegas round one. That is going to determine the... F- I know it's round one and anything can happen. And, and you listen to the coaches talk about that Vegas game and they're saying it's only worth two points. And, you know, there's a lot of travel. Logistically, things are going to be tough for them. I'm fascinated by that Roosters-Brisbane game. Because it's going to tell me a lot about where I think those two teams are heading next year. Not only that, Roosters are notoriously slow starters. They can't afford to do that. Listen to this. So they've got Broncos in Vegas. Yep. Then they're at Manly. Then they verse South, which is always a huge game. Yep. Then they verse Penrith. There's no mucking around there. So if, if they win that first game against Brisbane, I can see them sitting maybe three from four. Yeah. You know, even if it's three from five, season set up, away they go. They lose that first game, all of a sudden pressure builds. I, I, the noise starts immediately. I think two out of four there is a good start. Oh, they're good teams that they're playing. Yeah. Like two out of four, you can build from there. Anything less, you're like, what are we doing here? Yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah. So I expect them to be fully fledged into the top four next year, probably in a grand final. Going to ask you a question. Yep. If they are not. Yep. Are there ever going to be conversations around what's Trent Robinson doing? There has to be. There has to be. You cannot have one of the most talented squads and, let's be honest, limp into the eight. And then It's been two years in a row where they've done it. And then next year, I'm fairly confident saying they've got the most talented squad. Yeah, I think they do, definitely. So, um, a lot of them in their prime. And this is a big thing too. It's his squad. 
Like, he's been there for a long time now. Like, it's not like he's coming and taken over this squad. These are the players he wants. It's, so It's 10 years of being built. That's right. And I'm not saying that 10 other clubs wouldn't line up to have Trent Robertson, because I'm sure they would. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm not saying that at all. But, but you, question. Think, you think about a guy... I'm going to put this out there to the universe. Let's say they don't make the top four. Wayne Bennett's off contract. I can't see too many teams going there. He'll be looking for a gig. Yeah, I know he will be, and he'll be putting I'm just, himself in a I'm position just saying, to get a gig. I'm, by, just, I'm just saying. By planting things and doing things and, <laughs> and manoeuvring. But. I'm just saying Nick Politis would certainly look at it. If they didn't make the four with this squad... And you're trying to squeeze every last drop you can out of this squad now. Because Teddy is, let's be honest, he's only getting close to the end. Uh, Rui Hargraves, probably yeah. got one year left. Maybe, maybe two. Yeah. But certainly at the back end. So, look, I think there has to be conversations around the change. Yeah, well, definitely. If they're not if they're not top four flying, there, ha- there will be. Absolutely. Uh, top four for the Roosters next year. Anything else is a total fail. Uh, that's the 60 Go podcast, and that is full time.